Hello and welcome to Motor Cult episode 37. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky. Hello. Hello there. Are you having a heat stroke like I am? Dude, I'm... <laughs> yeah, okay. just about... Yeah, it's it's really... It's not even that hot outside right no, now. No, it's, it's like... 80-something. Like no, no, it's it's about 92. Oh, but really? It's... Oh, it's uh, here, let me look at my weather <laughs> app on my... Uh, my Apple Samsung. Watch says 87, but that's St. Paul. Uh, my, my cell phone here, and <laughs> I'm uh, going to look it up. Um, yeah, it's like, it's just really, really high humidity. It looks like, um, yeah, it's, uh, actually right now it says 54. I cannot be right. The uh, thermostat um, downstairs says 83 in here. No, no, no. 54% humidity. I oh. cannot be right. I think also the smoke from those Canadian wildfires is probably doing something. Damn Canadians. Too. Yeah. My watch says 86, but I, my cell phone says 93. So. Yeah, it's all the Canadian. We'll just go with the highest yeah. number. Yeah, it's probably it's horrible. That's what it is. And it, it's a swimming pool of humidity. Yes, yes. it is. Um, and smoke. And which makes, I haven't noticed the smoke. You, you do if you start like actually doing stuff outside. Oh, yeah. If you're maybe like, I should have a fire tonight to commemorate no, the wildfire. Let's not. Um, let's do it. <laughs> Jana, you're not right. Um, <laughs> well, do you know what can fix that horrible, horrible heat? This beer. Quenching it with beer. Yeah, I'm just drinking our grain belt. Nothing yeah. special. I got. I bought a shitload of grain belt, so we're just keeping on drinking that. And uh, that was the sound of one opening. And now we're gonna have some. Oh, that's actually quite refreshing. Um, I do like this this beer. Yes, it's quite. It's quite nice. So speaking of quite nice and yes. beer, yes. Um, Cars and Crafts was uh, last week. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Was uh, that, that was when I was in Brainerd, right? Yes. Okay. You, yep. you were not. You were not uh, there. It was really good. Um, Lots of great events. So. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff uh, happened last what was, weekend. What was the highlight of the show turnout? I think for, I, for me personally, I actually I, I have um, I have coverage of it on the Motor Call blog, which okay, is nice. still in beta. Sure. Uh, I don't have like the actual. I, I've not put like it public or anything but you can go like motorcultnet.wordpress.com yeah for the people listening i have been putting the private link in the soundcloud which translates to itunes and on the youtube upload as oh well. cool so they should right. be able to look in the descriptions and find it there yeah so if you um if you go on there you'll you'll see it uh it will be dropping tomorrow morning 9 a.m um and uh you guys can it, it'll be on the motor call facebook a direct link to it so you can check it out there uh, but no, it was a really cool event. Uh, like, like I mentioned in the um, actual blog post, is uh, Tony, um, this guy named Tony, who's got a really, really gorgeous EF Civic sedan. Mm-hmm. That car won it, won the show for me. Hmm. And the reason for that is, is that car is probably in the best condition of any car in the show, including nice. like GTRs and like <laughs> and stuff. Like how many miles are on it? I, I, I didn't I didn't look, but it's. I mean, it, it's is a, it just a left-hand drive EG yeah, sedan? It's a, no, EF. Oh, yeah, sorry, EF. Sorry. No, it's it is. It's just an American EF sedan. It's the EX trim level, which is kind of nice because it's got the four-point or the four-port fuel injection. Nice. He's got a single-overhead cam CC. I should pull up a photo. Engine swap. Um, no, this car is actually very, very well put together. Um, yeah, I mean, the, seeing one of those in good condition, I haven't basically seen that since. Yeah, like nineteen ninety. Four. Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, the yeah. only thing like outside of like California, like this is eh, this one actually might like be up there with some like really good cla- oh, like, California that's a builds. Clip. Damn it! Um, 
image search needs but to no be i mean honestly the only issue i could find on his car is he has a little bit of wear in the side bolster on the driver's side seat you need to tell him to step his game up yeah i know he really needs to go to top stitch it is his interior reupholstered it's really really hard to find a picture of a stock one there's a blue one right there i mean that's, that's not that's that what about that white stock oh one right here there? we go nope nope here we go that's that's the basic trim level with the unpainted bumpers yeah i know it's DX, not an but EX, still but... yeah you, you get an idea for how the car looks, like the actual aesthetic of the vehicle. I don't know how I already forgot, but the internet is just a pile of shit here. Even though they completely redid it since we last talked to you guys. It's still terrible. Oh, at least he put some one of those GSR wheels on it. Uh, Yeah, those are GSR wheels. Anyway, so that is the car we're talking about, that body style. Yeah, that body style. It's not actually Tony, so that's like the right, same right. body style. Yep. No, his car is really dope. Um, There's some other cool... You know, cars there that uh, there was a really, really awesome turbocharged GTO, the Holden Monaro. Like a modern one? Yeah, okay. uh, Holden Monaro GTO. Yeah, and then um, this guy named Jose has this S14 with a uh, 1JZ swap with a uh, 2JZ bottom end. Oh, okay. That, that was actually really nice. Cause now, that, that school one is, me on that, right? Because the 1J heads are better than the 2J heads? 1J heads have a smart combustion chamber. It's a higher But compression. the 1J engine itself is a 2.5 right. liter. The 2J is a 3 liter. Yep. And it's just bored out. So yeah. you don't have, you don't have to deal with like really long stroke or anything. You just have large bore for yeah. high revving. Right. So yeah, the piston velocity doesn't really change. It's yeah. Just... It's, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool build on uh, Jose's car. So nice. those two cars were, that was my number one and two. I got you. Um, yeah. You did power cruise. That was that. Oh, uh, it's man. That event's great. I, I mean, as we talked about last week, I got in town just in the nick of time to go there for like the last half of Saturday and the first half of Sunday. But as soon as I pulled up through the gate, talked to the very smoking hot Australian chick, who of course has an accent, letting people in, um, the burnout competition was just starting. And the Perfect. first cars to go were the ones that were shipped up from Australia Excellent. by the car, Power Cruise people. And man, I, I, everyone already knows this, but Australians bring the fucking party. Because, <laughs> I mean, the first thing, it just like pulls up and like the thing's idling and it's just rum. What was rum. it? Was it like I a, have no idea. Like it's a, a giant like, orange. Thing. Like Holden Monaro or something? Or, no, it, or it was like really old. There, no, it wasn't that. I don't even think it was that. It was like a Valiant or something. But it just—I mean, the the lope on this thing was crazy. I'm actually gonna try to pull all up. of the. Of the I took a overlap. couple of videos, but yeah. So the 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 Aussies went first with their like 2,000 horsepower, whatever the hell cars, yeah. and just—I mean—they just blew a set of tires down to the rim, and then also they kept going once they hit the rim because they're Australian. <laughs> yeah, of course. But they, they got through a set of tires in, like, a minute, probably less. And it just, like, I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and these are, like, tubbed-out cars that are running street wheels, so they're yeah. inset super like far. It just super looks like far they're on stilts. Like hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then, they, like, the American muscle cars come up for burnouts after that, and the engines just sound so lazy because they're only revving to, like, five, six grand. And, I, I mean, these Australian cars must have just, like, billet big blocks. They're just, with like, blowers on they're them. They're built for... Like doing burnouts and only burnouts. exactly, and I mean these people, like I said, they bring the party. So well, not, not only that, it's also like this is the best of Australia. Like th these are the ones where they ship around the world. Like they're not exactly. going to ship around like Joe Schmo's car. Right, it's expensive to ship a car from yeah, Australia. And so they like, ship, these like, are gonna be, like the best. Of Correct. The best. So, so I I don't even know if the audio actually works from I YouTube. Think I, I can tell you from here. I'm pretty sure that's a Monaro. Well, that's yeah, the, the that's orange the orange one. one. I'm trying to yeah. pull it up right here because when that guy was doing his burnouts, the tire actually came off of yep. the wheel. That, that is a Monaro. Okay, yeah. 
Um, then there's like little hatchback things that they drive to that aren't RX3s. They're not the Mazda GLCs. Maybe. Yeah. I don't really know exactly what it was, but the Mazda GLC. That's that one where we had that. We were talking about like what car would you restore to do like a rust mod? Yeah. Or like like an OEM plus. Um, I said the Mazda GLC was right up there for me. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a very common car for burnout contests. And I mean, Australia. whatever it was. I mean, this thing had an engine that had no business being in it. Oh, sorry. I've, I've got See ads. more of Cleveland. No, but anyway, we'll let that we'll to. let that kind of play while it, while we're talking about it. But no, the the burnout competition was great. Um, I didn't actually stay for any of the cruising. That's the car I was talking about, the little blue thing. Oh, that's a Corolla. Is that's that a Corolla? a Corolla? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's was a Corolla. K seventy Corolla. But yeah, I mean these people. I mean they're just they're fucking insane. Um, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't go up for any of the cruising, which is, you know, what you actually pay to go up there and do for the most part if you're boring, K-60 which is just roll racing. Like actually. Um, but That's I stayed handy. for the burnout competition, and then things just got super rowdy at night. Of course, pallet fires, like always. And, yeah. Um, it was a great time. I mean, that I, I don't, I still don't know if I like that event more or less than Proving Grounds, just because it's that much different. You know, everybody I've... I've heard, except for you, has said that it is better than Proving Grounds. That Proving Grounds is a trashier version of that. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't it's go different. To, I don't go to Proving Grounds to like I race. I go there to like hang out with my friends and stuff. The and, burnout competition definitely better at uh, Power. Oh Cruise, yeah, definitely. Well, but you're, everything yeah. else, honestly, I think I see a higher caliber of car at Proving Grounds. No way, really? I think so. Wow, that's but, I mean, shocking. There was also a drift event. I'm told in Wisconsin. That's the probably, same time probably this was going why, on. So yeah. all the drift metal was not there. And most of those really nice cars for proving grounds are drift cars. So right. So, um, no, my roommate was uh, telling me he's got that uh, his his yellow Colt. Yep, I saw it up there. And um, I guess he was on the road course the whole weekend, and he took uh, Hep from uh, Pristine Detail. He was up on there the drifting. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit his car against the wall. Did he? Yeah. Oh. W- w- he's gonna be on uh, episode after. Okay. The next one. I gotcha. So he's gonna be on next week. And uh, we'll talk to him about that. But um, whoops! No, he went out. Yeah, he went on a ride with Miguel, and Miguel's got like just finished signing his car for mm-hmm. uh, chump car racing. Yep. And it was actually like really quick, like in the corners. Nice. And he had like basically glorified whatever street tires on it, and he was, you know, he he was losing Maseratis and Corvettes and stuff in corners. Well, there weighs nothing, I imagine. Yeah, and, so. and plus it's it's all like well set up suspension, so. Mm-hmm. He was able to like just like blast away from cars in the corners, and they catch up to him in the like in the straightaway. And then <sighs> I guess there was a Maserati uh, Quattroporte that just could not get around him, and it was just ass mad. Huh? <laughs> it was pretty funny. That, so I I do kind of like laying down the hurt because I, I I guess like what happened the Maserati like came in till um cut him like just like swooped in and just dive bombed him and cut him off right before a corner, mm-hmm. and uh, um. Miguel's like, this guy doesn't know what brake fade is. <laughs> and he's like, just gets out of his way. <laughs> yeah, but no, the thing is, is uh, the Maserati um, was in front of him, and Miguel kept getting on his bumper, like probably within like a couple of inches of his bumper that seems in sick. the corners. And then barely, the Maserati would barely get away from him and straight away, and they go right back to having this Colt on his bumper. Which is <laughs> like, hilarious. What the hell is this thing? Oh, yeah, you know the bro in the Maserati is just having a horrible time. <laughs> oh, why does he have two shift knobs? Um, hey, speaking of Maserati, uh-huh. um, I got to see a Maserati going at 90 on 394. Allegedly. No, no, like actually, like the guy got arrested oh, going okay. 90 on 394 at like 6 o'clock. 
rear-ended a Hyundai. Oh. That burst in the flames. Everybody's okay. Okay. But uh, rear-ended a Hyundai, and then, like, creamed the wall a quarter mile further down the road. Oh. Yeah, I, I had to sit in traffic, and I'm like, I was sitting there in traffic. Because I don't know if, if you're ever seeing gridlock in the on the highway, you're like... Sometimes. It's, you're either like, I want to see, I want to get something for right. this gridlock. You're invested like, in the traffic I'm, I'm invested in this. Yeah. I want to see a Maserati just get creamed. I was yeah. just thinking that to myself. And I pulled up past the crash, and there was a Maserati just put into the wall. <laughs> it was pretty funny because good. Um, this guy for the last like I've seen him like time every now and then if I leave at exactly the right time mm-hmm. uh, from work, and yeah, he's always driving like a dickhead down three ninety four. And he finally same dude. Yeah, same guy. I is a blue Maserati. Yeah, I, I noticed the car, <laughs> but uh, no, he was getting put into the police car. It was fun. Excellent. <laughs> yes, that's, well, what, that's good. What I'm glad he got his freaking comeuppance. Yes, I mean exactly. I, I like driving quickly too, but I don't do that. You, you don't do that at that time of day. No, like I'm People like trying to go. There, there is a time to go 90 down 394, and exactly. it's called two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or <laughs> any time there's actually room to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not what, not one of those times. No, like if you ever if there's like more than one car in every lane. Yeah, and they're less than a quarter mile apart from each other. Yeah. Like, that's not a time to... You shouldn't even mm-hmm. want to or be tempted at that point. to at that yeah, point. No, yeah, no, because, like, not only that, you're, now you ruin, like, your car, like, you could, you know, hurt or potentially kill someone. Thankfully, everybody in the Hyundai was okay, but this Maserati driver, I have uh, zero, uh, zero love for that guy. That guy drives like a dick all the time. Well, I'm glad that you have seen him drive that <laughs> shitty before. And then it finally happens. And, like, you're legitimately waiting in this unknown gridlock, and you come up upon this guy that like, you're just, yes. like, hoping, completely unrelated, sort of, that has been put into a wall, basically. Like, I, I time my drive home by, like, what NPR shows on. I start my okay. commute home, getting the tail end of all things considered. I... I'm at Jana's house by so the you're end a of creature of habit, like yeah. I am. I get to Jana's house by the end of Marketplace, and I want to <laughs> be at home before the world is done, dude. And I was like in traffic on 394 during the world, so I was pissed. You are you are <laughs> never gonna need like Metamucil as an old man. You're just gonna be like super regular. I know. I was like, my body is just resisting that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about this uh, Maserati. Oh my god. Um, Hey, tell me about uh, if BMW has anything cool coming out. <laughs> wow, nice segue. So we we actually have gotten, um, we, we've talked a couple, actually a couple weeks in a row about that new Supra. We were talking about it during the Goodwood yeah. um, Festival of Speed. That's going to be a co-developed vehicle with BMW. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a platform share with the Z4. We had never seen anything, even a disguised Z4 before, but we had seen the Supra. Yeah. So um, some photos of the Z4 actually just got leaked, and I'll bring it back up into the feed here. This is the G29 Z4. I think the back looks okay. I think the side looks okay. I think the front looks freaking terrible. The top one is the, is the production? Uh, these are all production. Because that, that top one looks like a Fiat. It doesn't, though, because the grills look so terrible. No, I mean the headlights. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep. Why do they have, what is this, like the third generation Z4? Yes, yep. Why don't they make a new one, like a Z5? Because they only made one Z3. I know. I like the Z3. You know, I'm kind of okay with that, though, because the Z3 is way better. Yeah, I, I, you that, know, that, that, that is a good point. <laughs> that, that's a very good point. That's just like when they split the M4 off. I'm like, you know what, fine. I hate that fucking thing. It's it's like if, if like Lexus came out with another Lexus GS three hundred. Right. I'm like, I don't want that. No, because you know what it's gonna be. Because when I type in, it's into, gonna be a I, crossover. 
when I no, when I type into Craigslist right now, yeah, I get GS three hundred. Right. I get a four door sedan with a two JZ engine. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Mm-hmm. If I get a GS three hundred now, it's be a four door sedan with some stupid V six. I know it'll be the one point one nine liter turbo four or whatever it is. It's be stupid. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. So yeah, this is actually kind of a good idea. I, I yeah, it's fine. Anyway, it, this thing's ugly. It it really is, and it's automatic only, which gets yeah. me. And I I don't know if they're all X drive or not. I don't think they all are, but it's still just. Why like, would you have X drive in that? I don't know. So anyway. People are retarded. That's all it is, basically. Well, uh, but anyway, retractable the, hardtop. The, the, good, the good news is, is that the Miata still exists. It's still rear-wheel drive. And we'll get a Supra, which looks better, and we'll have the same drivetrain, which you know, is good. My thing is that the Supra, I'm willing to give Toyota a pass, and the fact it's got an automatic, because so does the GTR and the NSX I'm and all guessing, other comp- competitors. I'm guessing this will be auto only for the first year for BMW, but then, and then we're getting a 6 yeah, that, like, happens uh, all the time. What other car did that? Uh, the Golf R did that. The, the Mark Golf 7. R. Oh, oh really? The oh, uh, Jaguar F Type did that. Yeah, that's not saying the F Type. Uh, Chevy yeah. SS did that. And the Chevy no, it was the SS. That's what we were talking about last time. Yeah, where they it did happens that. a lot because I think when they're federalizing a car, they they can't ramp production enough or something, or do enough testing to get the car to market in time and have both options. So they have one or the other. They they've had so much time. I know, it's bullshit. It's a terrible excuse, but I think that's why they do it. All right, so that that's this is kind of like saying like, oh, we can't update our video game because our video game we, we don't have enough time. Whereas like you have like Rockstar games like every every five to ten <laughs> years they make a new Grand Theft Auto game. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, this was, is it, it's they've got plenty of time. They're exactly. just not allowing themselves time. Exactly, I, the fault is a hundred percent on them. There's no legitimate excuse. Yeah, no, they are BMW right now is being the call of duty, especially because they're they're planning. We talked about this last week, and especially with the M division, they were going to keep giving us main transmissions because we are ordering fifty. Sorry, that beer. Fifty percent of them. Fifty percent of M cars sold are six speeds. So, I, I the BMW still is one of the few companies that offers a good chunk of product. Yeah, with, with a manual. manual, but. They've been doing this shit forever. I mean, they're just like, oh, the first ones coming to market are going to be all really high-spec, whatever, all-wheel drive automatic that's ones because so that's what sells. Um, yeah, I mean, it does sell because like, mo- most of your early adopters are... No, because the people that get on waiting lists, which they still do for non-M cars, they're not ordering automatics. That's true. Actually, I would be curious to see what that what the breakdown of that is. Me too. That'd be really cool to see. Because I, I, like, I, I feel like I, I think... I agree with you, but like just to, like actual numbers. Yeah, but making wild, swooping general accusations. Yeah, no, that, that, that's what Motor Cult is. Yes, because I the if rest, I could fit that on the sticker, I would. My my entire <laughs> life is being like very accurate with everything I do. Yeah, and, yeah. Coming on here, I'm just be like, yeah, it sounds about right. And, you know, <laughs> most of the time, it's close enough. And usually, when we you actually know, look to, it up. To be honest, when when I do uh, make uh, not everything's Our a generalization. Right yeah, and I, I do some research when i make a generalization but we we don't uh yeah i do try to occasionally be scientific with some stuff here yeah i mean there's not a precise art but i, I think it works well what we do so yes yes keep i keep right on doing that i i concur uh, <laughs> hey and also speaking about precise art and yes. sleeping generalizations uh-huh. i want to talk about the generalization i'm about to make which is every single minnesota department of transportation project right now is yeah. happening on a route that I take, I think they're following my cell phone and figuring out how I get around in town. What are my normal routes? Because right now, I've got no way to get to work. <laughs> After you tell your story, I have a gridlock story about MnDOT. 
All right. Yeah. You got to tell me this after I'm done with this, but please. All right. Yeah, so I live continue. in St. Louis park. Yes. Um, for those of you, that's a first ring, not from Minnesota. It's a first ring suburb of Minneapolis. You got to equate it to, um, what is it? Beverly Hills and Bel Air or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Beverly Hills to like, um, I guess Santa Monica. The one leads right into the there other. There you go. Um, <laughs> So you live in Santa Monica. Minnesota, yeah, basically. Yeah. A suburb of Buffalo, Minneapolis. Exactly. So, um, no, it's like it, my route to work, I've got two really good routes. Uh, the main street that goes, the main through street for all of Minneapolis yeah. is Lake Street. Yep. That comes through South Side Town. Um, once it goes pa- past Bede Makaska, mm-hmm. um, Lake Calhoun, if you're a racist, um, it splits into Excelsior. And then it splits into Highway 7 and Fountain Mantonka Boulevard. Highway 7 and Mantonka Boulevard are my two routes to get to Highway 100, which is my main artery to get to work. Um, they started doing work on Highway 7 because mm-hmm. that's a county-owned – no, it's a state-owned highway. So MnDOT started – yeah, because – Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not an interstate. The, yeah, it's, not, okay. it, it, it's a state-owned you know, highway. It goes like, across like five counties. So – Highway 7 goes right past my house. I'm two blocks away from Highway 7. That's the easiest route to get to 100. I hate taking it because there's one light that's like a 10-minute dinner light if I like catch it at the right time. If I wrong time, I guess. Um, so, but anyway. I hate that kind of th- light. They've been, it, like, Highway 7's been like one lane each direction for like a month now. Why? Because that, That's been under construction for the last decade. I know. It's never done. I don't understand. It's not really that high of a flow, of a traffic flow. Um, I understand, like they closed down the part by 100 when they were like uh, making 100 over again. Yeah, exactly. Fine, but like that was done and it was open. Yeah, exactly. But now they're like they're retarring the road. Retarring. Retarring. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's um, really close to something else. But anyway, they're yeah they're redoing the road and like that's actually that's why I was five minutes late to the podcast today because I had to fine. take Highway Seven to get yeah. here. Uh, anyway, so I've been taking Minnetonka because Minnetonka is a way better route. It's prettier. I've got trees to look at. I also mm-hmm. have a bunch of highway barriers. Like, in, in all honesty, even though I'm going 35 miles an hour, allegedly, versus 55, allegedly, somehow I get to Highway 100 two minutes sooner on average. It's probably because you're moving more of the time. I think so. I think I've, there's a bunch of lights, but... I like routes like yeah, that. Yeah, each each light is like... You're, it's a red light for a minute at most. Um, no, but then... So I've been taking that. They closed that down. They put that down to one lane for both directions where you stop, wait for the other lane, and then they tell that lane to stop, and then you get like 20 cars passed. And they did that like six times. Who ever came up with that whole man with stop sign and radio thing? I don't know. It's so annoying. Because now I'm, um, I've got no commute to work. <laughs> it's just awful. So, yeah, that's in my commute. Finally, once I get through that, though. Gross. This all happened two weeks after they finished the 394-94 uh, interchange. Okay. Where I had to drive through, like, northwest Minneapolis. Jesus. For those of you not from Minnesota, through Compton. Um, PJ To house. get to work. Yeah, or Piss Jug's house. So, like, <laughs> I have to drive through that to get to work. It's just no good way for me to get to work. If I could remote commute, I would. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I work at a job, technically, where I could remote 
into my desktop at work. Yeah, you're work. not that far away from your work. Either. I know, and you're, you're nothing's really ever closed, not. and like I really should go to work because it's just easier for me to like keep the mindset separate and actually do work when I need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so tell me about your horrible commute problems. Okay. So, I'm, I'm done venting. I just need people to know how much my life sucks right now <laughs> and has sucked for the last four months of my life. I can I'm assure sorry. you that 100% of people that hear this feel bad for you. Thank you, listeners. Yep. There, we got some. We you got are some all my children. So. That is really creepy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I was here, I think, yesterday, maybe two days ago, um, just switching cars. No, it was Thursday. I was here on Thursday, switching yeah. cars and showing some Craigslist people the 3.30 downstairs. Yeah. Um, so I brought God knows what here, and then I took Blue M3 home. Waze told me, uh, we're at the beginning of rush hour, so I was like, okay, well, don't take 494 all the way to 35E. Get off on 5 and take Shepherd Road which is a, a little slower, but much cooler river road. That, that, that's the route I always take to your up. house or laser just movie night. Cause right. if I'm, if it's, I mean, do it's going to take me forever. Do it this Why? week. Why? I will tell you in a second. So I'm just like, that makes perfect sense. I'm going to get on shepherd. Yeah. Lying down shepherd. No problem. Till yeah. I get a half mile from the left turn into downtown before there are any turns in the road. The road goes from two lanes, each direction divided to, one lane for and, everyone. Oh, like me. And I don't mean one lane each out of the two lanes. I mean it goes to one lane, and then you turn left through a light in gridlock one lane, and then you turn right through another light in more gridlock through one lane, which merges with another single lane to become one lane once you get by the science museum. I think probably the best thing I ever did for myself was not go away. It's just movie night this weekend or this week. Yeah. That was you take that, that route, dude, it, this, this 40 minute drive took me an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Cause I was already like dead on Thursday. I was just ready to go to sleep forever. So yeah, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> that would have been the worst. <laughs> I, I messaged Scott when I was sitting in gridlock. I'm like, I am glad I left extra time. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm stopped on shepherd for like 40 minutes. Like, Oh, yeah, a train derailed and dumped, like, 17,000 gallons of diesel over that road. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. (laughs) That happened over there? Yeah, apparently. So that's, uh, it's still closed. So do not take that road right now. Why why don't they just light it on fire? I don't don't know. And also, (laughs) Waze Waze doesn't know that it's closed. So even still. Did you report it? Yeah, I hit the closed thing and, like, it worked for a couple hours, but then it, like, went away. Because, so, like, even though I'm, like, a fancy cat crown guy, yeah. road map editor dude, like, it only keeps my edits for, like, a couple hours. Yeah, but there's some people who use Waze. They must be in the hint. Like, every single person for the last, like, And it's not signed well, four either. Four days. Because, like, it doesn't say road closed anywhere. It just says right lane closed. Oh, no. But the right lane isn't closed. All of the lanes are closed. <laughs> a- anyway, so that's that's my story. Uh, that sucked ass. But luckily, I was in a lovely car. Although, man, my clutch is probably worse for the wear now after that much traffic. Oh, yeah. I can Whoops. only imagine. Yeah. That's uh, the only time where an automatic seems like no, something. But you no, but I would like the Auto- E. The E would have yeah. been good. Yeah, it direct, direct driver manual. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather be. Because my, my thing is like sitting, sitting in gridlock for the hour I had to because that jack off with his Maserati. Um,. I was still fine with it because first gear keeps me. I, we were talking about. I think it was. I think it was on the podcast. So I was talking to Scott about this, but on the Mazda Five, that first gear is perfect for sitting in gridlock. Yeah, if it's probably super in, slow at idle. Yeah, and well, yeah. it's got like all the torque, so it's very unless I'm going like literally less than two miles an hour, 
that's the only time I have to push in the clutch. I can leave the clutch completely yep. disengaged. I don't get Even any the same shaking thing with the M3. or jerking. It's pretty close. Like yeah. I, I don't need to use my throttle pedal at all. Like I can slowly let the clutch out, and then I start going this very slow walking pace. Yeah, that's uh, what I put the clutch back in, and I'm no longer does. going the walking pace. Yeah, and like second gear is good till about like 15 miles an hour. Hmm. It's the slowest. So, but I mean that's the thing. Is second if I pop it in the second gear, and when you let your foot off the gas, it breaks with the engine. Yeah, automatics don't do that. It's so annoying to have to use your brakes in traffic. Oh True. god, yeah, it's awful. But no, I mean the the second gear in my car is just perfect for most traffic. Yeah, and first gear is perfect for gridlock. I love it. Manuals, I think, are better in everything it, except like legit, like New York gridlock. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the only time you should ever have an automatic. No, you should never have an automatic, but you should have an electric car. Yeah, yeah, a direct drive. I'm sorry, I there should you say, go. Yeah, <laughs> should have a direct drive for that. Anyway, Even if so it's gasoline. yeah, that's my that's my horrible <laughs> Mindad story. I guess I don't have that many of them, but yeah, uh, we've got the infrastructure is apparently struggling. I mean, I'm glad they're putting money into it, unlike they, you know, Michigan remember, or something. Do you remember when we had our um, our budget surplus? Yes, and they just didn't spend all of it on the roads. No, they they are, which is why no, no, they they, they did something else so that I can't remember. I think oh, they probably bought party people. hats or something. Yeah, probably something stupid. But, yeah, I mean, imagine, yeah, a state like Michigan. Oh, God, they've got no money. But they have some cool stuff in Michigan. In fact, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is in Michigan, so let's just use that as a segue. Perfect. Um, Roadkill, that yeah. uh, awesome YouTube show that is now on a motor trend on a man, which is dumb. Um, they do an event every year called um, Roadkill Nights. Yes. Which they get yes. the city to shut down uh, Pontiac, Michigan. They get the city to shut down Woodward Avenue, both directions. Yeah. The whole length of it for legal street racing so they turn the whole thing into a drag strip hey motor trend thank you yeah if you I, want to I, invite I just, us to that we would definitely come no I, I, I just think that motor trend deserves the thank you for you know taking the expense of putting that on because yeah that, that's really that's a cool. very cool event hey, th- thank you that's a really sincere thank you yep. anyway um continue. that's 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 pretty much all i, I got with that one that's that's pretty cool actually i um, wish um they've got a live stream going and actually i'll pull it up on the stream here right now um it's it's in a rain delay that's hilarious (laughs) nothing is going on right now even though the event is going right now that's pretty funny yep so um there you go but yeah no it's it's really cool they're doing that i feel like um the the thing is the key to fighting street racing is you you just it's like drugs you have to regulate it you don't outlaw it correct you you can't put you can't prohibit you can't a prohibition really anything you tell somebody to do not do something you know what they're gonna probably then do yeah it that thing yeah they're gonna do that thing it's the the big red button like don't press the the more you tell people no the more they're gonna do it which is why like super shut off like religiously abused people become like atheists it just reminds me of uh, a book that i have to read to my students every day called don't push the button books aren't allowed on motor cult yes they are it's it's a picture book and oh picture books are yeah as long as there's no words in it and and the main character is named larry and you push the button and he changes (laughs) colors and then you push a bunch of times and then there's too many larry's so you have to shake out the larry's and then you got scratch his tummy, and then he turns back to normal. And then he's like, maybe you should push the button. And all the kids are like, yeah, do it again. And then you're like, no, the whole point is so don't you, push the button. So with Larry, because Larry pushed the button too much, you had to snuff out all the extra Larrys. And <laughs> yeah, then the sole surviving <laughs> Larry, you had to perform ancient Chinese torture techniques to <laughs> until he learned not Where to push the button. Where did this just go just now? I don't I, I think don't know. I, th- this is like the future. I feel like, the, you know, it's like... Oh those the the fairy tales like Grim Mother Goose Grim oh 
fairy tale fairy I'm tales. Sorry. This is not the future. <laughs> no, but I mean, like but back like when they were when they were like a thing, like actually being made. They Dude. were considered normal, but now if you actually read the originals, they're horrifying. That's what that book's going to be. This is too much of a digression. Talk about the other kind of future that involves <laughs> electric cars. Yes. Uh, actually, Elon Musk's future uh-huh. of taking uh, Tesla back to private, actually. That's, uh, it, it's actually, I, I've been reveling in schadenfreude because um, <laughs> I use Robinhood to, you know, just do some, like, small stock trading. Mm-hmm. And, um... I've been watching the Tesla stock go way up and way down, and then like you know normally, but now it's been doing it like ten times as much. Mm. It's been really fun because he's uh, Elon Musk tweeted out that he was seeing about taking Tesla back to private if the stock price hit four twenty, bro. Oh my goodness! But I mean, he that is that was so. How do you do that? Do you have to buy out all the shareholders? Yeah, that's what you do. You have to you basically give all the shareholders a price that they won't refuse, and the leftover ones are on the board of executives. So why the hell would they do that? Well, because then you don't have to answer shareholders; can't be voted off the island. Oh, so something like the Model Three won't affect Tesla directly, and he can concentrate more on being innovative, which actually is kind of a good idea. But I mean, that's got to kind of hurt their capital. Elon Musk, if you do not know, has unlimited money, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get that that's what's happening, but, like, is it actually unlimited, or is it just, like, he has an exorbitant amount and is using shareholder I, and... Elon Musk's money is, like, the sun's store of hydrogen. There's a lot. There's a finite amount, but it's nothing you really have to worry about, I think. Effectively unlimited. Yeah, it's effectively unlimited. Okay, I, um, that's actually a really good analogy, is... <laughs> But as weird as it is, <clears throat> I mean it's, it is, it, and I think no, uh, I mean it is. Credit where it's due. That was a good analogy. I, I, I have full faith <laughs> in fuck? Elon Musk because every time he's come up with a stupid idea, yeah, I mean it I, always works out. He's and honestly, always made it work. Like the product is, it's good. Like I would own anything they make. Yeah. Like, other than the fact that like they're forcing Model Three owners into like the super high option, like long range all wheel drive, really, which I wouldn't I don't buy. Much care that much. I mean, anyway, I wouldn't. Matter. I wouldn't also get the, the three. The, you have to change the private. Po- policy the privacy it. policy Other- yeah. otherwise they, they listen to you yeah they do that was and that was an npr videos of where you're going yeah they do yeah i don't like any of that stuff but like i do like the the cars themselves well i mean it, that's the thing is a lot everybody's like freaking out about that but I'm what not, do you expect if there's a if there's a microphone in anything you yeah. you just assume somebody's listening it's like candid They're camera. They're just gonna want to turn it off after I do so much mental damage to them. It's, yeah, no, it's exactly. it's like this is like, why thing. are you masturbating? Why, why are you car. why are you nude in traffic? Like oh, it's just it's one of those things. Like ever why since why is the, that tub of lard coming out with a knife? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh oh god! He's ro- but yeah. So that um, <laughs> blacklist that yeah, exactly. camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, ever since the fifties, people have been freaking out about this. Like back in the fifties, had candid camera and stuff. Dude, which, I know. Yeah, but I, I, I was so freaked out about nanny state. I'm like, I do get the concern, and I like, I don't want cameras like in my house. Yeah. But, like other than that, if like somebody wants to watch me drive. Well, my thing is, it's going to happen. It's kind of cool because then care. it's like Google Maps, but live. Well, I don't know. My thing is more... Then I can stream it. There, there's so much Periscope. effort spent on people futilely fighting this. Like, why yeah. are you even fighting it? Just find you out a way to get it around off. it. Just you get... can turn it off if you go into the settings. You can Just it get around it. Like, yeah. that. that's that, that's all you have to do. <laughs> do what, like, all the professors do with their issued laptops. Just put, like, a 
piece of shit over the camera yeah. and just like, exactly. plug the microphone with jelly beans or whatever the hell they do. I don't know. <laughs> or like what uh, Jeremy Clarkson did where when he was in Japan, he was speeding in the GTR and he held up somebody else's face. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Oddie. Yeah, Bill Oddie's face. Bill Oddie's <laughs> racking up massive speeding fines <laughs> in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a great episode. That's... um. That's what Elon Musk is doing. Is he's he's just he's thinking about taking it back to private. Well, I mean, talking about, I mean, that's kind of a questionable move. But like, I get what you're saying. Like, most of his moves seem to pan out pretty well. And I actually want to talk about one that they just did hmm. after announcing the fact that they might be going back to private. Is they poached Volvo's lead designer. Oh, oh. and Volvo's making some real good looking shit these days. You know, I was actually gonna say, um, if there's anything I like about Volvo, it's how they look right now. And uh, specifically, I think the designer, the last thing that they did was the XC40. And yeah, it's a terrible crossover, but like, I'll pull up a picture of it. It's actually it's aesthetically pleasing. It's a pretty sexy machine. I mean, like, that's that's not bad. You know, if I were to design a truck, it would look kind of like that. It looked like... Yes. It, it Actually, if I, was to be, if I was to design anything, it would look just like the new Isuzu Jimny. But I mean, that, that's very close. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's that's a very, very pretty it's truck. Butch. Yeah, I like it. And uh, it does kind of the whole basic design that the Range Rover Evoque does, yeah. but it doesn't look as terrible as the Evoque. This is much more modern, which yes. we both like. I um, The only thing I get rid of is I'd make those wheels smaller, because I hate giant wheels on SUVs. And on electric cars, small wheels are very good. Yeah, like smaller wheels are the way to go. For sure. Like, I, Aero, rolling resistance, handling everything, weight-carrying ability. Yeah. Even. Like smaller wheels. Uh, I mean, I, I would just a wheel. I mean, I keep the same tire profile. I just I, don't know, oh, I feel okay. I, I feel like there's, there's a happy place in between the Dodge Durango and that, where you have a reasonable sized wheel. Would you also uh, force the company to move their OE tire over to the Sumitomo HTR? No, 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 because the, the, then Sumitomos would probably get either worse or more expensive. You leave that company alone. Okay. Perfect as that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so, it's just like insulting a kid at school with a parent nearby. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I would not do that. Um, however, Falcon, yeah, you're you're gonna get the full wrap. Yeah, okay. you, use use Sumitomo's like fancy brand. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> wow. Okay, yeah, I can't. I'm always expecting digression on these shows, but I'm never yeah, I'm always... never fully prepared for what actually transpires. <laughs> Neither am I. Um, I don't now, think anyone is. Speaking is of Volvo and how I mentioned my main draw to them as a company is how they look. Yeah. Have you ever encountered a car that you really like the looks of, but just knowing mechanically that's just a giant pile of shit ruins the car for you? Yes. Yeah, like I've got a yes. few of those. Like the the Vanagon is definitely up there. The oh, Subaru XTs. I gotta think about this because oh, it definitely happens sad. all the time. The Mazda Protege, uh, Mazda Speed Protege, that one. And it's not that it's a, it's a giant pile of shit. Alfa Romeo 8C. Really? That one's not good. Really mechanically bad. Really? Yeah. yeah, but it's such a beautiful car. One of the best looking cars I've ever seen in my yeah. Life. I mean, you you could really cop out and say anything by Audi. Um, <laughs> yeah, their product. I, they're they're not good. they're not really my style, but I, I will um, say that the B five eight like A fours are like some of my favorite looking cars. Any V eight Turbo M BMW MW BMW BMW. Yeah, those, those I'm seriously are, stroking out over here. Yeah, <laughs> no, those, those are definitely up there. But I think my my number one is the Super XT. Um, yeah, 
Because that one I really like. A lot that, of Subarus actually like an, an older like an 04, 05 STI. I'm like well, those ones. Those, I, were... those ones I just like because I'm not as insulted by its engine as you are. But it's still uh, a terrible engine, but that's fine. Well, you can also put a six cylinder into it if you really don't like the EJ. Yeah, even the EZ series six cylinders aren't like the most reliable things in the world. They're fine. They're much better. Yeah, I would I would easily swap in a six cylinder. Anyway, but um, no, as I said, the Subaru XT, not the XT6, because the XT6 was actually very good. Um, Wasn't that auto only? No. no, that was the only manual six-cylinder Subaru you could ever get. Was the XT? Hmm. It was the XT6. You're thinking um, of the SVX. The SVX. That's another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one I really like, and it's that transmission. But the thing is, you it's just to. that one. It's Maserati just, actually, by Turbo. I will say that the SVX is the opposite of that, because that's a car. It's very cheap. Because everybody thinks it's terrible, but it's really not that bad. Because the only issue with that car is the transmission, the automatic, the automatic. Yeah. Didn't you say you could put a Forester manual in that thing? Yeah, yep. you, can, you can put any a EJ man. Yeah, any, any EJ manual you can put into it. Or if you are really lazy, a EJ automatic and actually a Outback XT Turbo automatic is like the perfect one to get. Because then you have the beefed up automatic that can handle the torque of the six cylinder without breaking down. So if you really want to like keep the interior exactly as it was, if you're like, like that, that'd be the way to go. And the shifter is very early nineties. It yeah. looks like an automatic transmission shifter, but I would not want to keep that Maserati by turbo. Yes, that is one that any Maserati from that era. Cause they're all the same car. Let's just say any Maserati. Yeah, I think it Well, in Maserati's like, that's one of those cars that is the most of the era brand. Yeah. Because if you look at a oh, Maserati God, yeah. from the 60s, like, it's every 60s styling cue. If you look at one from the 80s, <laughs> like a bi-turbo, yeah, like, that's, that's the that's most true. 80s car. You can instantly <laughs> identify the year of a Maserati pretty easily I, without ever I seeing like, a title. I feel like if you ever want to have, like, an automotive museum and you want to talk about automotive design over the decades, you can just have a room full of Maseratis and be like, this is a car from the 30s. This is a car from the 50s, the 60s, the 80s, the 2000s. <laughs> I feel like we're making insanely good points. <laughs> These are very good points. It's it's a true thing. Uh, but no, the one that actually made me think about this was the Volkswagen Vanagon. Okay. Because we had a really, really, really pretty um, Volkswagen Vanagon. It's an 87. So Those are water-cooled, right? Or 86. Air-cooled or water-cooled, depending on the year. Okay. It was 86. You still have the slim chrome bumpers, which I usually like the big bulky ones, but those just propagate rust on the oh. Vanagons because you, you can't get a brush behind the bumper to scrub it oh. and it's just like a flat area with no wind to like blow the salt away oh gross yeah it's terrible oh. um but no the the old chrome ones you can actually get a brush in there and clean so yeah. i actually like those a lot and it was a non-camper it was a slick top hmm. uh lower trim level with hubcaps on it and manual transmission it w- looked perfect um but i just knew i'm like ah god it's just got so many mechanical issues to it ah the whole fuel system's a problem and just everything's a problem it's got cis it's awful oh god but i think that's one of those cars i would actually do a super swap on that i would i would totally get like a, i'd do a porsche swap oh yeah you could do that too well porsche already did that they already made a few good yeah we'll just do that yeah have you ever seen the factory porsche van against those are cool they're lovely no, i i do exactly that van but I, yeah, I put like an EJ22, the clo- the semi-closed head, so you don't have oh, yeah, that would never break. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'll have 20, no, 30, 30 more horsepower than the factory engine. Be almost 40, fun. depending on what, what year I got. Yeah, it'd be perfect. And I'm assuming you could use like the already available EJ adapter plate for that transaxle. Yeah, yeah and they, they have 
like whole kits where you have like the wiring harness and everything and you can get like the ac to work that's actually a pretty good idea yeah that's that that is the way I, that's the thing that's how i like about EJ. we're agreeing too much yeah. this is stupid no that's what i like about ej engines is they're very good for old volkswagens they're not though well they're not that they're not that good but i mean they're if you they're want, better than old Volkswagen That's engines. what I'm saying. Like, if you want something, if you want... Which, let me just recoil on that. Me saying that the EJ is, not is a, a better engine than, than a different flat four is telling you just how bad the old flat they're four They're not was. that good. I mean, they were called Nazi road oil for sure reasons, because everything oh leaked all the time. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Well, yeah, because if you think about it, it's an air-cooled engine, so everything expands and contracts yeah, it's a lot. Got, it's, everything's O-ringed. Every and, gasket... Yeah is cork so it just pukes oil everywhere it goes so yeah that's oh that's God. why a lot of people do ej swaps i've seen them in carmen guias and stuff i think any old Volkswagen. where do you put the radiators on an old type 2 so what you can do is you run like basically like a civic half radiator okay and then you just force it like way in front and underneath it okay. and you v-mount it underneath the engine and it's a really weird location that you do it, but it actually is fairly effective. And you don't lose any cooling. The engines aren't as, um, they're not as stressed. So you're, I mean, very rarely you're going full throttle on it. It's not like trying to pull it, like lug around Outback with it. You know, a hundred. Well, I mean, the Vanagon though. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's true. The Vanagon, the Vanagons have a radiator in them. Well, yeah, because yeah, those so, are offered as water cooled. Yeah, th those are fine, but I mean, like something like a Carmen Ghia, sure. like you're yeah, lugging like around like hundred pounds. Yeah, like yeah. it's like half the weight for so, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would also say any old Volkswagen, like any air cooled Volkswagen, I will put up there for. I mean, I love air cooled Volkswagens, but. I just know what their engines are capable Actually, of. Actually, Volkswagen too. Just like a GTI is kind of a cool car, but like, would, a, I wouldn't buy one. I would, I would say, I would, I would say you can easily cop out and say anything made by Volkswagen Audi Group. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and cop out and just say that. Yeah, I mean that that's just that's a brand that's very good at marketing and marketing only. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder um, how much they spend day by day on marketing. All, all of them. Well, they have to spend all the money because of they probably spend gate. more than. Daimler Benz even, and they, I mean, they put like a million dollars a day into R and D, so I don't know what. Well, they that put makes into... sense. That's because Daimler Benz is on the kind of like the cutting edge of what doing everything. I feel like I don't see that much advertising from them, so they must just be resting on the fact that their product's actually pretty good. Well, when you say Mercedes, yeah, like you know, you're getting like the most technologically advanced thing. Like everything in a modern car comes from a Mercedes. Airbags. Yeah. Uh, the whole touch screen, analog brakes, double glazed windows. Do yep, the double glazed windows. I Auto dimming mean, mirrors. That was Mercedes. Sand. I did not know that. Yeah, there's, sure. There's that. The crazy suspension setups and stuff mm -hmm. like they had in the 190s. Yep. Um, the high. I guess I can't really say the high performance straight six, but like they did do a lot with that in the 60s, more so than a lot of other brands did. A 56. That 300 SL going. Yeah, that's. What I mean, but I mean like that. That's like that, a 260 horsepower straight six. Yeah, and I, I can't say that they were the first, but they really propagated that. I would say modern first, then, yeah. because that was a pretty low displacement engine. Oh, the uh, self-driving in cars. That was a Mercedes uh, thing. That was from the F700 uh, concept for the S-Class. So. Yeah, there's some things I don't like as much on there. But uh, I mean, like, when I say everything, I mean everything. Like, there's Right. A, if well, I mean, even... I mean, the, the Germans were, like, first and foremost on, like, you were saying self-driving. Like, they always yeah. had, like, electric prototypes in, like, the early 90s and stuff like that. And, I mean... BMW had, like, fuel cell stuff in the early 90s. Even Mercedes had that back in, like, the late 80s. I mean, Porsche did it way back in 1903, so... Well, and... I gotta get the double bell. Ah, damn it. 
And then, uh, oh God, the other electric cars from the early 1900s. I can't remember yeah, what they were, but yeah, there we was, talked about yeah, them. No, yeah, there, there was a lot of electric cars in the early 1900s. But um, harking back to fuel cell, uh, Honda, I think, actually sells... Okay, the Clarity. So they sell the yes. Clarity right now, yeah, and that, that's yeah. offered in three flavors, right? You yep. can get a, a plug-in hybrid, yep. you can get a battery electric, and you can get a fuel cell? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, Daimler is actually releasing a production hydrogen vehicle as well, so Mercedes is. And I don't know if they're actually going to call it this, but it's called the F-Cell. <laughs> mm, I don't like that name. <laughs> I don't like that either because it just kind of sounds like a prison cell where you get... The Fox cell? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this thing, I mean, hydrogen fuel cell cars are super cool. I, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be in the future, but I, I have a, a strong inkling that we'll see existing internal combustion engines be migrated from gasoline over to hydrogen I really point. like the concept of hydrogen fuel cells because that's where a lot of, you know, you get everything you get with a modern car. You, you get do. exhaust noise, you get right better, me too get, manual you, transmission yeah, manual transmissions everything. you're gonna get your but yeah fuel economy and all the good stuff storing yeah. extracting and distributing That's hydrogen true. is a huge problem because as i was reading this story and the main reason i actually pulled this up isn't to talk about the f-cell because i don't care about it at all just like the clarity um it's to talk about the, the hydrogen filling stations because i mean these things you can't just go put it in the yeah, rural area you... it's like 700 bar pressure and you know the tanks underground are just huge, and they have to be Don't constantly you have to regulated. Wear, like, special suits too to fill it up. Uh, yeah. I think gloves. Currently, currently you do, but I mean, there's gonna be they'll, a way around it. Yeah, they'll I figure mean, that everything out. Everything that I know about hydrogen cars was uh, from documentaries I watched when they first discovered that. Right, they could it's do it's it. a lot better. I mean, you can yeah. you can do it with no special treatment in like the California stations now because they have okay. several of them there. But I mean, yeah, hydrogen. I mean, it's it's 700 bar. I mean, that's that's if you get a leak there. Um, yeah, you know, those not only does it like instantly burst into flame, but it will cut whatever is part of you right next to it in half. It's kind of like you've seen those videos about um, of, of like people like blowing up at like Iranian gas stations because yeah. they use compressed natural gas for like all their cars. Yep, it's basically that. Uh, I think there's gonna except be way higher pressure. Yeah, except way higher pressure. You're right. I think there's gonna be a way for them to figure that out. I think so too. Um, I think that it's either gonna be they're gonna retrofit the old infrastructure to mm -hmm. fit it because i mean it's 700 bar of pressure that's a lot it but is but it keeps the fuel tank about the same size for even more range that is true there's that and i feel like you can probably retrofit either the propane tanks of at gas stations mm -hmm. or the actual underground fuel tanks and just replace all the stuff around that tank yeah i mean the the whole item will have to be replaced yeah. but i mean once they get something that's a direct plug and play basically so you don't have to like basically start making rebuild. Quantity. Well, I mean, one thing is like you don't have to rebuild the gas station from oh, the ground. That kind up. of pressure, unless they can figure out how to store it at lower pressure and still make it reasonable. Yeah. To I, transport it at cost. I don't I've, think we'll I see feel that. like the, well, I mean, you could you could probably pressurize it like as it goes to the car. You could, but I mean, you're gonna have a much bigger tank underground if it has to be stored at a lower pressure. That is true. So I I don't know how they're gonna figure it out, but. I, I want looking that. I really to want it. that to be a thing. Me too. I'd love to have a hydrogen tank in my E30M3. Just like great. Like I'm glad that it's like not really polluting anymore. That. That's fine. But I don't know. I again, they've been doing hydrogen concept cars and even production vehicles for the last like 20, 30 years. I'm like, yeah. I feel like the exact same issues and the exact same reasons why it's not practical to own one well, today are the same as what they were know, 20 years ago. You know, for the last what hundred and Remember last seven, yeah, about the last hundred years or 100 so. Years, sure. They've been saying that, you know, electric cars weren't 
the way to go. Right. Because, well, your battery dies, then what do you do? Well, there's ways around it. Right. Yeah, you just have to figure it out. You have to actually have to sit there. I I think once the petrol engine begins to go away, that's where automotive enthusiasts are going to go. I think that you're going to have a split of people that want a driving experience versus people that want performance. Do you think it's going to be mostly focused on retrofitting existing internal combustion vehicles? Or do you think it's going to be a new fleet of like new things have you, that we don't Have you heard of those yet? people that retrofit like V8s on HOO gas? HOO? Yeah, it's basically, it's not quite steam, but it's basically a, it's hmm. a hydrogen-oxygen mixed gasoline. No, I haven't seen that. Um or uh, gas, not yeah. gasoline. But basically what they do is you take some like a carburetor, you close it off from any atmospheric air, and you run a, essentially like a nitrous tank mm-hmm. full of this gas into it, and that's how it runs. And it okay. runs purely off of that, and it's got enough uh, oxygen g- going to it that it will just, you can either light, you can ignite with a spark plug or it'll self-ignite in a diesel. Hmm. So, that's kind of cool. I didn't know it would work in tri- a diesel. Trig, trig uh, messed around with that a little bit. I remember I went over to his house... Uh, once in like high school, <laughs> he's like a recipe for a large explosion. It, it, he was. He was in there. He had like he had a mason jar full of water with two electrodes in it. And he's in there with like goggles on, listening to jazz music, and he's got one of those flint and stone like igniters that you get like. He for reminds the me Bunsen of Kruger burners. from. Um, yes, he is. He is. Oh my from, god, from Archer. Yeah, hundred percent Kruger from yes. Archer. We walk, we walk in and Trick's sitting there. And as me and this girl walk in, we open the door, and Trig lights the <laughs> gas and goes, <laughs> I go, Trig, what the fuck are you doing? To just, like, flip up his two-part goggles. He, does, he goes, science! <laughs> I think we probably ought to have Trig back on pretty we, soon. We absolutely <laughs> need to have him on at some point. Um, hey, do you want to move on to the World Cup of Cars? Yes. Okay, so we are in the semifinals. Yes. <laughs> Great news. So that means that each person here that's going to be fighting against each other has each a chance. Country. Yeah, but, well, I guess is it semifinals? No, it'd be semifinals. Each of these countries have the chance to get, or I guess it's the quarterfinals, because you have semifinals would be, yeah, I have four cars here, because um, it's one on each side. So, we're almost at the wow, semifinals. Great, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're at quarterfinals. And I'm sorry, so I didn't mean to get everybody jazzed. But yeah, no, we are at the quarter ma- the quarterfinals. So that means each one of these cars has a chance, a very high likelihood of going to the finals and being the best car in, in the, the world. world. So the first one we're gonna go up against is they are the Axis of Evil, Russia versus Iran. Axis of Evil, if you're George Bush or something. I think they're both perfectly fine people um, and great countries. I think they, so, too. They both make fantastic cars. They've gotten this far. Oh my They've God. defeated Senegal. Did you hear about the Space Force? I don't want to talk okay. about it. We already have a Space Force. It's called NASA. <laughs> um, just fund that one. It works fine. I know. So, anyway, Russia. Um, I'm going to elect the Autovaz 2101. I'm the pulling up Auto Lada Riva. Oh, okay. Yes. So that, that is, is an Auto Vaz 2101 car. Lada 1200. Yes, uh, it's gonna be that versus Iran's Zamyad Z24. Their Which sole car rare. has that has taken them this far. I'm pretty proud of them. Um, these are both clones of cars that were made in 
not autocratic countries. Interesting. The Zamyad was based off a Mazda Porter pickup yes. from 1975. And the Autovaz 2101 is based off of a Fiat 124, if I'm not mistaken. 124 is a convertible? Mm, no, they had a hardtop. Was oh. it the 124 or the 120? No, the 126 was the Fiat Polsky. 125, 123, 120 one, one, one something. It just says Lada 1200 at the bottom. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, one second. I have the Lada Rio. Wikipedia up here. I can just look it up. It'll tell me in two seconds. Anyway, so yeah, that car looks all well and good, that Vaz 2101, but look at that Zamyad. Yes, but you know what you can also look at is the racing pedigree of the Lada, which has been but very But we're not talking long. about the Lada. Yes, but... Oh, it is the 124. Wow, okay. The 124 was a sedan. Weird. Um, No, I mean, the Zamyad's pretty cool. Um, You can get them in diesel, uh, which is cool. They're very, very reliable. They look properly good, and that's everything a pickup truck should be. I mean, that is a workhorse, and it looks good doing so. I like the stacked headlights on it. It says it's available with a 2.4-liter engine with 95 horsepower. It's 19 mpg, but it will carry 5,000 pounds in payload. Yes, or you There's get a 2,800cc com- diesel option. Or compressed natural gas if you want to blow yourself up. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Oh, wow. Look at that brochure. Yeah, wait, wait. Scroll down. I'm going to look at the tiny fire truck. Show it to Jana. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tiny dump truck. This is a great vehicle. Look at how versatile that Zamyad is. Ah, that is properly versatile. And look how good it looks in green. That, that was yellow when you said that. But yes, it does. I know. Look. I was still scrolling. The trackpad on this MSI sucks ass. Yes, it does. It's not, not an Apple. No. And it's a trackpad in general. So if you use a trackpad, This computer was $550. The MacBook was like $3,000. What is that doing with six lugs? It's, it's based on a <laughs> Mazda. And it can carry 5,000 pounds in payload. Do you know what can't carry 5,000 pounds? Whatever tires available in that size. Yes, I was going to say. There's nothing. <laughs> it's on like carry. a Geo Metro tire. I'm like, um, No. I am mm-hmm. curious of that tire. This is probably like a 175. Let's ask Tucker. It's like a 175.14 bias ply. Probably, <laughs> yeah, like a 175.75.14. No, well, um, bias-wise, you didn't have the height. That's only on a radial thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, if, or if you look wow. up like a C-rated tire, you just get like a 175.14. Yeah. It's just whatever. Are they height. all the same diameter? Well, you know, 185, 195, 205. 225. That's really dumb. Yeah. But you know what? You can't judge the height. So, yeah. That's what she said. I'm going to uh, stand up for the Lada Riva. I'm going to stand up for the Zamyad. But I'm going to give you my reasoning for the Riva. Because I don't think we've actually had the Lada Riva go up against anything this far. We've talked about other things. We talked about the Neva. We talked about uh, but, the Gaz Volga. But we're talking about the Vaz, not the Riva. Well, the Vaz slash Riva. The same car. Oh. The Riva was just the export name. Because... What would you rather buy? Would you rather buy a Lada Riva wagon with the slightly larger engine? Or would you rather buy Atovaz 21013? I would buy the Lada Riva because that's easier to say. Um, or, I guess, if you lived in Cuba, it was called the Lada Sputnik, which is an adorable name because the Sputnik is the cutest satellite ever. Um no, but this car this car was made, I mean, from like the nineteen sixties until twenty twelve. Yeah, great. Albeit that the Z twenty four is still around. But this car's made forever. Uh it has an engine that's more reliable than the original version. Uh it's got an overhead uh valve or it's got over yeah, it's got overhead valve engine, so it's not overhead cam. But uh 
these engines have been proven to run over 10,000 RPM for rally builds with, you know, pretty yeah, good yeah, reliability. Yeah, I've played my summer car before. That's not a that's not a lot of. I know, it's a joke. Yeah. But I, I think it's a really good car. I really like it a lot. And that's fine. It's very significant. I'm sure it's very reliable. I don't care. The it's Zombie very cool. cool. Yeah, but this one's very cool. You can also get a rotary in it. Did you not see the tiny fire truck? I saw the tiny fire truck. I can guarantee you this would be a tiny fire truck Lada. Mm, mm, I don't think so. But did it make can, it can tiny that fires? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. Because the the nickname for the or the motto of the Lada Owners Club of North America is. Always half broken, never fully. Literally, the name of the owners' club. Okay. So let's. No, there was never a fire truck made on oh, that lot. So there we go. It's made up. Zamiad. No, one second. I, I need to confirm this myself. There has to. That have still been... doesn't matter because Jana voted for the fire truck. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, Riva fire trucks. Oh my God, there's a lot of Riva fire trucks. You are right. Oh, I should have went with the Riva. <laughs> That's such a cute fault. car. <clears throat> oh, there's, well. oh, there's nothing wrong with picking the Zamyad. I know, but I just love the Riva so much. Uh. I've, I've, I've honestly, on multiple accounts, very seriously considered importing a Riva and then looked at how much it costs and said, I can get a Suzuki Cappuccino for that much money. I just proved yep. my point, actually. Or your point, actually. The Zamyad Z24 wins. I can't believe that this is getting... It's such a good <laughs> truck. I hope this wins. It might. I hope we can say that Iran wins the World it, Cup it's of gonna, Cars. It, watch <laughs> it end up being the Zamyad Z24 versus the Yugo GV. Oh, no. The GV or GVX. Whichever one. It uh, the GVX one, I the think. The GVX, yes. Um, Which is not what our buddies at Overcrest bought. They bought a GV. Yeah, they bought they bought the <laughs> slightly worse one. <laughs> we should hunt down a GVX and just like try to one up them at their own game. <laughs> Do you think there are any of those in this country? They they did import them actually. Really? Yep. They did not sell very well because the whole point of buying <laughs> a Yugo was the cheapest one possible. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're gonna move on. We to... should figure out what Yugo was in. Uh... Uh, GV. GV. It was a GV. Oh. It was an orange GV. Uh, yellow. I it had a beige interior. You instantly just know what she's talking about. Yeah, I already knew it. Cause I, the only reason I saw that movie was because I had a Yugo, and I didn't care about Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah's awesome. Uh, okay. So I, we're going to move on to our next uh, Pairing? finals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be France versus old France. I mean, Argentina. So... <laughs> <laughs> I chose Zing. I chose the one that you've been fighting for representing France this entire time. Yep. The Renault app in time. Yeah, that one's yes. going to win. So Versus, versus, I do I, need to say I see the second thing on the, the boot, screen. The first thing Bugatti Type bit. 35, which has a better racing pedigree than, just, than the Aventime. Well, that Aventime. is very true. And it was more innovative but, than the Aventime. But do you know what the, per, uh, the sorry, the Persang Bugatti does not have? Hmm. Double hinged doors. It does not have doors. It doesn't exactly. need them. Well, the Avant Time does need them. Now, I'm going to argue your point for one second. The, the um, Bugatti Type 35 Persang is actually a French car. It's just made in Argentina. It barely qualifies as French. What are you looking at? Your your mouth is agape. Auto GVX. Excellent. For sale? It was for sale last summer. How much? Guess where it was. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Rockford, Minnesota. <gasps> Fuck yeah. How much was it? I'm looking. The uh, all the links are dead. So it was a year ago. Damn it. Um, oh my god. 
So actually, I guess since Argentina's uh, Bugatti Type 35 is technically French and can't win because if it wins, France then wins, uh, I may have to uh, switch to the Denarga D200. Well, yeah, I mean, you can pick whatever you want as the competitor, but I mean, the Aventime wins. Well, can one. we pull up a picture Aventime. of a Denarga D200 and a picture of the Aventime and have people choose? Because I'm going to make this as difficult as possible. I mean, we can pull up the photos all you want, but no, they're not going to choose. Oh, my God, that thing's adorable. Yeah, see? That's a really cute car. But it's, you know, I'm going to take the bloated side modey picture, actually. That's yeah, better. Th- that's, that is really the best view of that car is from the side. No, I need you to throw up a picture of a Renault Aventime. I'm gonna. And then we're going to have Jana choose which one she's going to put down. Yeah, we'll have her pick the adorable micro car. I'm gonna turn down her microphone just in case she the, picks the wrong one. The adorable micro car that when I first showed it to her, she literally cried because it was so cute. Or the best minivan of all time. That is not it. That I, is I know still I'm a using lot of... this web browser, but the internet is made out of like flaming feces. All right. Well, oh, that is so cute. <clears throat> Look at that. It's, I'm not gonna argue. It, that thing is adorable. This is a properly adorable, cute car. But no, I got. I, I got have it. to go with France. Oh, that Avon time's so good. I want Janet. Will you look the Denard D200 in the face and tell it that it doesn't win the World Cup? Denard, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you lost the World Cup of cars. On my screen. On my screen, won. my trackpad is fighting me. My so, trackpad's also fighting me. Fucking trackpads suck. Mine's working fine. Great. I even have a mouse sitting over here that I could easily plug in if I had more USB ports. Jana, look how sad this one is because it lost. I know. I'm sorry. I'll just have to buy you. I, can you export? Yeah, you can export from Argentina. You just can't import to Argentina. So, yes. Ooh. Jana could totally buy a, a dinar, couldn't she? I wonder if Brian from Top Rank has any contacts in Argentina. Because those can't be worth anything. That would be pretty great. That'd be the best import ever. How much was this car? $7,000. Why? Because tariffs are ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a 25% tariff on Denargs. No, I, I just think that it seems like something Argentina would do is make it prohibitively expensive to export. Just because they want to keep all their adorable cars. Yeah, like the whole country is made of it's these things. It's a conspiracy. Well, look how small it is compared to this I was actually going to ask Janich about <laughs> um, my my uncle that owns a place out in Stillwater. Like he mentioned a Z32 twin turbo a long time ago to yeah, me. Yeah, we have them here. I know, but like they're too expensive. You you can probably get one for cheaper in Japan because they're right. That's that what I'm getting at. Old car, yeah. Like, I just want like a and they're Fair Lady Z's over there too. So like, if we could get like a '96 Fair Lady twin turbo, that would be quite cool actually. I think that would be a really really cool thing to have over here. So yeah, that's we should completely we off should topic, but absolutely pester him about it. <laughs> well, well that... anyway, the photo of the oven time is still loading, but everyone that listens to this podcast either knows what that thing looks like. Or they need to stop listening to this podcast. And figure out what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. And then come back. And then, and then you can come back. Yeah, you can come back. And then here's the Denarg still. So, yes, wait, that, wait. That, that is, you know, I think even though that car didn't win, that car won in my heart. It's just oh, so cute. Oh, it has 10.2 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to do with all those horsepower? Reverse is achieved by stopping the motor and reversing the rotation. That is actually true. <laughs> At less than eight feet long and four feet wide, parallel parking will be a good time. <laughs> Find it It'll here on eBay easy. in Argentina for $32,000 or best offer. 
Jesus. Um, what? What? No way. Is no. it thirty-two thousand Argentinian? Yeah, I'm, it must be thirty-two thousand Argentinian. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Thirty-two thousand. Oh, find it here on Mercado Libre. Twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars uh, uh, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, I don't think the dinar is gonna happen. The time like doubly wins now because those things are like three thousand dollars. Must be that that one's Dude, also says, flawlessly restored. Yeah, there well, has to be one. It is in, gorgeous. Like, there has to be one in like a reasonable condition, like not restored like that. Well, that is some research that we will have to do. Yeah, I think I think we will. Um, our, our thirty-two thousand Argentine. Oh my god, I hate this computer. Um, it says twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars in the in the ad. It says here it's uh, one thousand. No, no, that's pesos. And then here it says offered by the same owner, albeit for seven thousand dollars less than last time around, which makes sense because it went from thirty-two to twenty-five. But oh, that means Argentine that it's hideously peso. overpriced. Oh my god! I just want to throw this computer out the window. Anyway, on that bombshell, the Evan Time one. One second. What do we have? A interesting engineering. No, we were gonna do the TRX wheels, but neither one of us bothered to research it yet. Oh, that's right, because it was. Uh, oh, actually, it's that that was last year. Their uh, currency has fallen off of a cliff. <laughs> so thirty. So now, ladies and gentlemen, is your time to Argentine import pesos. A Denar D two hundred. Thirty-two thousand Argentine Argentine pesos is one thousand ninety-five dollars. But it's not Argentine pesos. It said U.S. dollars. Yes, I think now of all times in the world, as you said before, is the time to, to import, import a Denarg the, a Denarg D two hundred. I think that is going to be our bombshell for the day. Thank you for listening, and we will listen, we will catch you on Wednesday for our next episode of the week. Thank you. Have a great evening. See everyone in four days. Bye.